Hello, good friends, and welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma. You added good friends to the Yeah, yeah, I mixed it up a little bit. It just uh, hit yeah. me. Was, yeah. don't, don't go script. It just go whatever hits you. You were inspired by the creativity of where we are today. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I felt like an artist was next to me or something. Yeah, we're here with a very special guest, Byron Berline. Good thanks, to be with you guys. Thanks for letting us be with you since it's your shop. Oh, no problem. Yeah. 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 We're your guest today. Good. Yeah. It's going to be a little here. busy over the next few days. It here. will. Yeah, there'll be a few people in Saturday <laughs> night, you know. It's already sold out. That's and, awesome. Uh, Sunday's almost there. But okay. uh, looking forward to it. It's exciting to have this new place and a new adventure for everybody. I know a lot of people uh, remember the old place, of course, and had a lot of good times in there, but we hope to have good times in here, too. Absolutely. For sure. So if somebody wanted to come Saturday night, it's too late. They, it's right. sold out. It's okay. sold out, yeah. Can they look through the window? And... Oh, they can. <laughs> <laughs> They're welcome to look through the window. <laughs> I'm not going to put speakers outside. <laughs> but, uh, no, it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be fun. Right. If they want to get a ticket to Sunday, uh, Sunday's 2 o'clock show, there's a few left? Yes. Can they get them here at the shop, or is that? Yeah, a, you can get them here at the shop, okay. or just call, put your name down, okay. and make a reservation, and that, that'll do it. Yeah, and we'll probably go over a bunch of stuff. I want to mention this before I forget, but you know, community church has kind of been your your away, right. our home away from home, and what a fantastic to have that set up and that system right in the backyard. I know. In the meantime, I know. Yeah, Pastor Bill Williams, he was, and all the staff there was just opened their arms up and said in the doors and said come on in and use our facility and uh, which we did and we really appreciate that very much and the setup music wise for he's already there oh yeah they had their own PA system and lights and the whole thing it was just great yeah. I mean couldn't have been better <clears throat> so but uh, it's good to be back in your own place you know Absolutely. And so we're looking just a few forward feet, to that just a few feet from the old place I know it's oh. just a just the way it worked out, you know, the building come up for sale and here we are. When you walked in here, did it immediately hit you like what you would do with certain, oh, yeah. all the spaces or did it take time to figure out what you wanted to do? Yeah, well the fiddle shop side, which we're in now, is, uh, I could see that right away. And there were some like uh, walls in there that we had to take down and it was cluttered up with a lot of display cabinets and this and that and the other, you know, but I could see that it would be had the opportunity or had the potential of being a, a good place for a, a music hall. Not as big, but it's, it's okay, you know. It's really comfortable in there. It has a yeah. good feel. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. Oh. And, uh, but I think that's the main thing, that people uh, feel good about it and they go in for a, to see a show, you know, to feel comfortable. Now, I know artists are particular in their sound. How's, it, how's the sound going to be in there? Oh, we're tweaking that all the time. Yeah. In fact, we, I bought a new board, and these new digital boards are so complicated, you yes, know, sometimes. And so I was we, looking at it, and I was like, uh. So we, we decided to, but Guitar Center in Oklahoma City has been real good about working with me on it. And in fact, uh, we're going to work on it again this evening. And uh, we have a new board again, and so. But. That's, we've, you know, we've messed with it before and it's, it's going to sound good. It's just getting the way we, exactly the way we want it. How many shows had you done over the, the old place? Uh, well, 20 some years of shows every other weekend or so. Uh, 
So that was a, a specific sound you were used to. So now it's just about, you know, mm -hmm. kind of dialing that in again. So, right, yeah. right. Well, different room, different acoustics and everything else, you know, you have to dial it in. <clears throat> I'm kind of an equipment nerd a little bit, but, you know, as an artist, you're all about performing, but have you, have you ever got into this speaker brand or this mixer, this is the 22 Excalibur Special Edition. I mean, have you, do you get into the equipment side of things outside of being the yeah, artist? Yeah, not so me so much, there are other guys in the band do. Yeah, yeah. And they're more into the equipment side of it. Uh, I just like something that works and sounds good. Plug it good. in and let's <laughs> go, absolutely. Simpler the better, but that's because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> You know, these 10-year-olds, oh, I know how to work with this. I can, I'll show you how to do this. Uh, my son's that way. I, I get lost with like a remote control or something. And right. he just like grabs it, oh, here's, do, 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 do. Right. hands it back to me. Well, they understand it more. They're more familiar with that technology, yeah. I guess. We were talking about, no, like, you know, numbers before we started today. And my son has a great memory for numbers. Even like uh, the Wi-Fi like routers for like passwords for stuff. Mm -hmm. Things that I have to write down, he just, just, sticks in his brain because hmm. he's young and full of hope. If someone you know, ever learns my password, they have the key to my entire life. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is one yeah. password. <laughs> it's so hard to learn, remember uh. passwords. I mean, uh, what's your, uh, I don't know, I haven't uh -huh. used it. <laughs> you, know, you, you get online for something and then all at once, yes. they want your password. Well, I don't know. Uh -huh. I think I know, but no, that's not it. Try again. <laughs> well, and, and then that, that new feature, I don't know if it's a new feature, but the one is remember password or save person? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. not good because then someone can hack and know my life oh. forever. But. Yeah. At one point, I started using um, uh, our old dog's name in a password. I used it for years and years. And then the dog died, and I felt bad using his <laughs> name on passwords with the new dog. I started to feel guilty, so I, I had to ch I changed the password with the new dog's name. And then it, just, it took me for another like three or four years to start really remembering the new <laughs> so, dog's name. So you felt guilty that your new dog felt like you were typing the old dog? And yeah, like, that's dumb. Weren't loyal, were you? Right, exactly. <laughs> I love that old dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, with your your music hall and your shop, um, you know people obviously they they think great concerts. They think they can. You know, they obviously, they, they know they can come here and buy a violin or a guitar, mm -hmm. but that's not all you have. Like, there's like r repairs and what are some of the things that folks may not know that you know they can come here to your shop for? Well, uh, first of all, they can just come here and hang out if they want to mm -hmm. and just look around, whatever they want to do. Good air conditioning. So, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people just like to come and just see it and visitors from traveling through Oklahoma. In fact, I had some today, they were on their way to South Dakota or someplace. Yeah, that's where they were going. Mm. And we just heard about your place. So we just want to see it. So they stopped in for a while. Stuff like that. I mean, but uh, I've always enjoyed instruments, you know, since I was a little kid. And of course, I collected them for many, many years. And so um, essentially, I'm starting over again. And, and I still have some of the remains of some of the others that were in the fire. But uh, I'll have to go through them one by one to see if I can resurrect them and get them back to playing condition again. But I'm getting some new things and I'm, it's, right now it's just a, a starting over period, you know, we're collecting some instruments that uh, people might want, can use. So did you go to like through your house and other places that like, I see some pictures, were you able to get those from, from, from the other building or just kind of uh, well, uh, going through the garage? Well, most of these pictures up here right now were, were taken, uh, actually a copy of the pictures were up there. Okay. 
Uh, Jane Frost is the lady that wrote my book with me. Uh, she took all the pictures up on the wall at the music hall, and that's where a lot of these came from. So she had them reproduced, and, and you, to me, I can't tell the difference. Sure. I, I would have never known. You know, between yeah. the, the, a copy of a copy or what. Right, right. Which is good, the digital thing, thing these days is great about that. You know, so. The cloud, you gotta put it in the cloud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, years before you just have to take a Polaroid of it. <laughs> That's a copy, best copy I can get. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, it's been, I've been really fortunate to be able to, people stepping up and, you know, donating things to me. He says, here, you might use this in your shop. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. I mean, people have been so great. I mean, just uh, trying to help out, you know. Yeah. And I really appreciate that a lot. This display behind us is pretty perfect for, for fiddles. It is. A lot wow. of people think I built that in. No, that was here when I got the building, those those, those shelves. So I knew that's what I was, as soon as I saw it, I know what I'll do with those, you know. Right. <laughs> Luckily, I've restored my, well, I mean restored. I mean, I've uh, got a good collection of violins and fiddles now, so i uh, I don't have to look too much further for that. All right. For I a while. You, I thought you were going to say it was a good for a background for. Our, for it does. It, lo it looks pretty. It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now were some, were a lot of these saved in the saves that we see? No, no. These, these are all okay. all different folks. I mean, I uh, shortly after the fire, I got a, a email from this couple from Michigan, upstate Michigan. We met them in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and picked up uh, thirty foot violins, and then from and then three from my pawn shop buddy. Uh, his name is Rick Stoops. No relation to Bob, but oh, okay. anyway, he's a fiddle player and nice guy. So I got three of them from him, so that was 33. So I go down to, from there we drove down into uh, about Kansas City, Kansas, in that area up there. A friend of mine has a violin shop. He and I have dealt with instruments a lot before in the past, so he helped me out a lot with some of his inventory. and. Uh, I traded some of the bows that I got from the people from Michigan, so about 23 fiddles of his. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he gave me really good deals, you know. People don't realize how expensive bows can be. Oh yeah, bows can oh, be goodness. a lot more than the violins for sure. Mm -hmm. wow. Depends on who made them and so on and so forth. But the, the neatest story about the, other, the rest of my collection I got, and when I started to get into the fiddle business out in California, in 1987 I started collecting instruments and stuff, and you gotta have somebody to work on them, you know. I mean, usually you get them in their disarray, and if, when you can get them cheaper that way when they're not set up or anything, but I uh, uh, had met this fellow, his name was Terry Carroll, and uh, he he was older than me, but he, he said, I'll fix anything you got, you know, if you need any help uh, with your fiddles. Or, but he lived 70 miles away from me. He lived in Riverside, California, in that area, Rialto, actually. And I lived in the San Fernando Valley, and that was 70 miles away. And, but, and then so I got into this, a lot of fiddles I had to work on, so I called him, and he said, yeah, bring him out. Anyway, to make a long story short, he and I became really good friends, and he had several violins, and, and all his, he had a shop, he had all his tools and everything. And I had given him things, you know, throughout, because he would never charge me for labor on this, any of this stuff. I mean, he just, he was, he was a big fan, and he just wanted to help me out, and he just, just charge you for the parts and oh, cool. stuff. So he says, when I die, I want you to just come and get all my stuff. I know you're in Oklahoma. Just come and get it and take my tools, everything. I said, well, you're a kid. You have three kids, I know. I mean, 
I know you don't see them very much, but do they know about this? And he says, oh, yeah, I told them. Well, <laughs> 2006, he died. I heard about it, so I called up there and I talked to one of the sons, and, and they said, what are you going to do with this stuff? Oh, we're just going to split it up between us and, put, and sell it, I guess. I said, well, I'd be interested in some of that stuff. I mean, I'd be willing to buy it, but they didn't seem interested, so I just forgot all about it. Mm. Darn kid. And 13 years later, well, I stand out here in front of this place right here uh, about two months ago. And a guy pulls up and he sees me and he says, uh, oh, I'm glad I caught you here. He says, uh, I got a, I bought a fiddle from you 15 years ago. But he says, I got this other fiddle I want to give you just to get you started in your, oh, well, that's great. Thank you very much. So he gave it to me and I took it home and I played it and uh, that sounded really good, you know. Didn't mean there wasn't anything special about it. But I, so I looked inside of it, and it was repaired by Terry Carroll. And I go, wow. Betty, my wife asked, Betty, look at this. Terry Carroll worked on this fiddle guy just gave me. That is just wild. So a week later, same thing. I'm out in front. Here comes this guy pulling up. Terry Carroll's son. And he goes, I, did, I, I knew your name. I just heard about your fire yesterday. And I just recently moved to Oklahoma City. <laughs> and he says, I'm Terry's son, Tommy. I don't, we've never met. But he says, I've kept his fiddles all this year and his tools, and I didn't know what to do with them. I, and he says, God has told me to come here. Oh, <laughs> and I says, wow. is that, a, a, that is, something? That I mean, is. the week before, I got a fiddle that was prepared by Terry, but some other guy. Yeah. And then his son shows up. I end up getting all his stuff from me. That's amazing. I mean, it, it really because it took something for him to move to Oklahoma City. Yeah, and it took something to know. And he about, kept him all these years. Them, yes, and he had him a pray. He did, did everything. And what was he, wild? He could have brought him three years ago, and they could have been over oh, there. Yeah. Uh, but now, all of a sudden, it I happens know. when you open up. Yeah. You're starting to open up your shop. It is. That's it's awesome. just something. But uh, I had Terry, and that's a picture of him. I'm sure you might be able to get that later. Yeah. He he gave me that picture because I had a, ter a picture of him in my shop before. Of course, it burned. And I told Tom, is his name, Tom Carroll. I said, I had a picture. Well, I got a big one, uh, kind of a portrait picture I'll give you. So I looked at that and I said, that was taken in my house because I was taking uh, take pictures from my book, which is in there. And that was the background of the book. And he just happened to be there when I was taking those pictures. I said, get in there and get your own picture taken. <laughs> oh, and so cool. that's it. That's amazing. Uh, Good vibes here already. But, yeah. but what, what was neat about it I had given Terry a really nice French fiddle because all the work he did for me for nothing and so I'd find something really nice I'd just give it to him and he really appreciated that and, and right before he died he mentioned ah, you see, I still got that French fiddle you gave me you know well I asked Tom his son I said how'd you guys split up those fiddles after he died he says well we had a guy come in and praise him sort of so in one room of his house we put the real good ones and the other so pretty good ones and the not so good ones in three different rooms so we'd each one of us at a time would go and just grab one off, you know, off the shelf, yeah. and then that's, that's ours. And then the next person would go in and get one. That fiddle I gave him was in this collection that I got from Tom. Oh wow! I mean, how cool. lucky is that? Wow. <laughs> so it was just one of those deals, meant that's to really, be, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You're saying that I'm looking at him. He's looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta give well, it's just like he's looking down at me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to exactly help you right. out, Byron. Yeah. I'm going to help you here. Yeah, that's you it. know, I, I I truly believe that. I Absolutely. think there's a divine intervention.
<laughs> that's almost the definition of divine intervention. Yeah. That's it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, over the years, um, you know, I've stopped into your shop and heard you tell some really fantastic stories. Um, and I like people people know you as being this uh, legendary fiddle player, um, but you're also a fantastic storyteller. You know, I, honestly, yeah, like whether it's, you know, talking about, you know, playing with, you know, Dylan or Christofferson or, you know, all of this, you know, you had this incredible career, but you've been able to, like, really uh, take those experiences and turn them into great stories and you tell great stories. Um, like with the experience of the, the fire and opening this new shop. Uh, does it feel like you're like it's like you told us the story about these new these mm -hmm. violins? Does it feel like this is kind of becoming part of that story already, where you feel like you know? Oh yeah, yeah. sure. And all the people that called me and got in contact immediately, you know, mm -hmm. and just wanted to do anything they could to help. All over the world. I mean, it's just not in the United States, but the news hit all over the United States. I don't know whether you guys know that or not. Yeah, yeah. Not just on Facebook yeah. or on that, but I mean, it was on, I had a guy come in the other day, he lives in Washington State, he said he heard about it on his local news. They had it talking about it. And I yeah. said, you're kidding me. But, yeah, but, oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of stories. I mean, and just from the guys that helped me get this started and people that worked on the building and stuff, you know, they just want to step up and do it. Local people around, you know, that aren't, uh, some of our band members that they chipped in and helped, and you know, like Thomas Trapp and his Dana Hazard, his good buddy, and they, they're all musicians, mm -hmm. but they're in construction too, so they, they helped me a lot. Yeah, you built out the stage in there. Uh -huh. That they wasn't did. there before. No, so. they did all that. Yeah. You know, took that wall out and just did all kinds of things. I saw Amy Hurley out the other day yeah. painting the yeah. sign on the side of the building. Yeah, Z, he, yeah. he, he kind of decided he wasn't going to do it anymore. He did the other one, yeah. Z Pelt. Yeah. That's pretty high up so in the he, air. He's, so. re, he's retired, essentially, <laughs> from that. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Amy said she'd give it a whirl. So I thought that, she did a good job. Oh, yeah. I'm glad she wasn't scared of heights. So. Yeah, we had a scaffolding up yeah, there for John Martin, <laughs> good friend of mine here in Guthrie. He had the scaffolding, so we put it up there for Now, I hadn't seen you since the, the concert at the Temple. What a great turnout that oh, was. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was awesome. And everyone got to their car before the rain came. Yeah. So it was perfect timing. <laughs> Yeah, Vince and Larry Gatton had to fly out by 10 o'clock because of the weather. Yeah. And they had to leave immediately after they finished, you know, but they, they made it. I had no idea. He, Gatlin shared the story of of his son marrying a Guthrie girl. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. And Miss Smith, Becky Smith, was my one of my teachers in high school. I was like, what a small world. Larry Gatlin in Guthrie, Oklahoma, yeah. singing to all of us. And then well, his son happens to be married to a Guthrie girl. Uh -huh. That's crazy. Yeah, after that, he married his, his son at the wedding. We had a show that night, and he and Red Stegall uh, came up to our show and sat in, sang a song after their wedding. That We had a show upstairs, and uh -huh. they, I remember they came up there. That's cool. Yeah, that, sh that concert at the Temple, uh, I remember when I... At some point that evening, I walked down the little side hallway where you can mm -hmm. kind of look out over the whole uh, auditorium. And I think we lived in Guthrie for 15 years, and I had never seen that room no, completely full either. like that. No, Betty, my wife, has been here for more, lot more than that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's, that's the most she's ever seen in there. Yeah, every single seat. Yes. And yeah. even like that, you know, 
top balcony. Yeah. And that was wild to go up there and kind of just like peek around the curtain and see like that entire balcony full of folks. And in fact, <laughs> I, I've been in a few. I never knew there was like the the, the way up section. Right. I don't. I, I know. The way up top. If I just yeah. keep looking at the ceiling and stop looking right there, but I never knew there was seats. Yeah. Up in the ceiling, basically. Yeah. With the way the lighting was configured on stage that night, could you see uh, all the way up there while you're playing? No, no, not really. Yeah. The lights were pretty bright. Yeah. But I could. You could feel them. You yeah. knew they were there, so. Yeah, that was a special night for sure, and I'm glad you guys recorded that, filmed it, because a lot of people get to watch it on YouTube now and get to see the whole show. Yeah. That's really special. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was quite nice of all those, everybody, you guys, but Verla, you too. <laughs> Every, I, you know, I just keep naming names, but I mean, if you start, you leave somebody yeah, up for sure. Yeah, a lot sure. of volunteers. Yeah, so many many people that got behind it. It's just makes you feel yeah. very humble. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. say. That. Well, was your place here twice a month? I think. Yeah. Shows. Yeah, we'll try to carry on to uh, try to get to every uh, month. Right. Yeah, every other weekend or so. And not schedule one on Red Brick Night, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I miss Red Brick Nights. I was, I was on a boat, I know. Oh, bad, that's right. Bad timing on that one, but uh, that's a <clears throat> great, especially July. I've never seen any more people in <laughs> one of those deals than the July 6th. That was packed. Man. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, that was just awesome to get up on stage and look yeah. out there and just clear the ball field. Uh -huh. I mean, just, I'm, just I'm, people were parked all over the. Oh, yeah. Half, half a Guthrie. Yeah. Uh, most of all of Guthrie must have showed up for this. Thing. I think they did, for sure. And it, right, when you, right when you went up on stage, I looked at the radar, uh, and right the, your first downbeat, the, this giant blip of a storm popped up right up by Enid <laughs> and was just like bearing down. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> then about maybe like your second or third song in, that storm just goes Yeah, I just did disintegrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Popcorn showers, the official meteorology term, I think. I haven't been to meteorology school, so <laughs> I, that. I don't think it's probably yeah. a popcorn term. That's typical for Oklahoma, and yeah. yeah. you know, just wait a few minutes and here's, here's another yeah. storm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's one over here. <laughs> that was a lot of fun to like uh, standing behind you guys that night. To like, you're as in the middle of a song, and off to the right is the old place. Yeah. Off to the left is the new place. Yeah. That was kind of cool. It is. Isn't yeah. it? I know it. It's. It was kind of a surreal feeling to stand up there. It reminded me the very first show I ever did on stage was downtown Caldwell, Kansas. I was seven years old and I got up to play. I was scared to death, you know, up there. And I just wanted me to play a tune for the Summer County Fair. And all these people were in the streets, just like here. Mm -hmm. And it just, I just flashed back since I got up here on that stage and right here we are downtown Guthrie on the street. And I just flashed back to my, you know. You probably weren't very nervous here though. Not quite as nervous, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just a neat thing to be able to, to you know, have a show like that downtown and have all everybody show up and mm -hmm. enjoy it. Yeah, that's really cool. Do you ever get nervous anymore? Oh, sure. Yeah? Really? I mean, you get anxious. Yeah. You know, a little bit. It depends on what it is. It's a little bit out of my element. Not so much playing here or stuff, but, but uh, I wouldn't say it's nervous. I get a little anxious feeling about something if I'm not real comfortable with it. So I, I my life I'll always be nervous on every stuff because like before I go on a broadcast I'm like well I think is, is it gonna work and then I was thinking maybe that 
eventually go away. But if it didn't go away for you, I guess I'll just be you nervous. You know, when I was in sports, uh, when I was a freshman and sophomore, after my sophomore year, I'd get so, ah, oh, man, I just, I just get sick in my stomach almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the power of I was thought. so up, you know what I mean? And uh, finally that went away a little bit. And, uh, but I, I think that's a good thing. And then yeah. a lot of, like I had a nephew one time and I watched him play football. And I'm going, he's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, do you ever get nervous? Oh, no, never. I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of nervousness, nervousness helps. Well. You just want to put on a good production. Sure. You want to put on a good right. production. People came to see a special event. They took their, their night away or they're wanting to watch this or do that. You just, yeah. not necessarily for you, you just want to put on a good show for right. people. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see how that would yeah. be. Yeah. Now you were a Sooner. Are there more Sooner Bluegrass fans or more Cowboy Bluegrass fans? Oh, I don't. Yeah. I'm not going there. You're not gonna do, you don't pull them? <laughs> <laughs> I would say in Guthrie, it's probably more Cowboy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I love them. And, uh, sure. I have a good time playing with them, you know. Ticket sales are the same for OSU fans and OU fans. Just, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I always. Every once I'll throw, I'll throw a little boomer sooner in there on a tune, you know, whether we're doing Oklahoma Hills or what. Yeah. <laughs> just a little of it. Just to right. antagonize the OSU fans. But I do have a picture of Pistol Pete in there, so they can't, oh. you know. It's fair. And there's fair. a t-shirt of Pistol Pete. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Well, you know, I was, I got, I knew him personally. Frankie? My, yeah. Okay. My dad was a good friend of his when, when I was growing up. We, they used to play for the 101 Ranch Association in Ponca City for the 101, Miller Brothers 101 Ranch. And they employed 500 cowboys on that 101,000 acres. And Pistol Pete was one of them. And so every Labor Day, they'd have a, uh, in the later years, in the late 50s and early 60s, the ones that were still alive, they uh, had a reunion. And they'd go out and camp out. And my dad and, and his guys he played music with, they'd go over there and, and play for them. They'd dance and have a good time and cook out. And, and so I remember doing that every Labor Day. And for Pistol Pete's 95th birthday, uh, he, he requested me to play for his birthday party. I told him about that. I want that boy of yours to play for my party. I was living. Uh, <laughs> and we went over to Perkins. I remember uh -huh. going over there. And I just remember that like it was yesterday almost. They said Oklahoma State University was almost built in Perkins instead of Stillwater. I don't know really? the history oh. about that, but uh, yeah. But he's now the mascot, of course, and the Wyoming Cowboys, he's also a mascot yeah. there. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. And well, I don't know anymore, but back in the day, there was like, hey, that's ours. That's, you can't do that. That type oh, of Oh, yeah. Thing. Everything's been stolen from yeah. somebody else. Yeah. It's like Boomer Sooner and uh, that, the, the, the melody to Boomer Sooner. No, well, that's a Hawaiian song. Yeah. Yeah. Bula Bula. Yeah. Da 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 da. Yeah. yeah. One, one of the Ivy League schools uses that in same In fact, yeah. I played music with Rick Kuna, who's a. Out in California, he's a guitar player, and he and I were in my group Sundance I had, and his great grandfather wrote that. Song. Oh, really? Yeah, Bula Bula, but it turned out to be Boom Sooner. Yeah. I said, well, that is too cool. When did that come about for? Uh, like the school fight song. I never, I never. Oh, use? Yeah. I don't know for sure when it, yeah. when they adapt, adopted that. Uh, the, you know, we need to hunt that up. Yeah, Aaron, you need to figure that out. Google it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 but 
Yeah. Great their, their family got royalties from it every time I got played in an OU game. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like happy <laughs> That's birthday. That's an OSU. Are you an OSU guy? That was a, kind of a jab. Was it? Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Um, I'm neutral. Actually, oh, okay. I'm not. My wife's a, a, a sooner. So yeah, yeah. Like I'm. I'm a sooner by marriage. <laughs> He's a she, Kentucky guy. Yeah. Basketball. Well, my wife's been. She started working for KOSU this year, and so she has to spend some time up there in Stillwater, and it's been a struggle for her. She, she's adjusting. I think finally to being on on a different campus sometimes. So. Well, I thought I was going to go to OSU for sure. I was football and track, and uh, they were the first ones to recruit me and wanted me to come. And and I had a brother, and the brother-in-law went to OSU, and I thought, well, that's where I'm going to go. I just figured that. And I went to visit, and they put me with this freshman end. He was opposite end as my position, and he just sat there. And I'm going. What are we going to do here? Well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I don't know. I'm visiting. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, well, just stuff. Well, when I went to OU to visit, uh, the assistant coach, Rudy Feldman, he says, bring your fiddle. I said, what? Oh, game what? changer. <laughs> yeah, bring it. Put it in the car. So I went down there and uh, recruiting went to the uh, – he put me with uh, Leon Cross, who was a All-American guard there, and he loved country music. So he took me into the training room, you know, where they tape your ankles and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and then you get dressed. And on the loudspeaker was Hank Thompson's Oklahoma Hills. And oh, nice. And I'm going, you play this kind of stuff? He said, oh, yeah. And then after the game, they had played a game with Missouri that day, and after the game, uh, I went over to the Washington House, which is an athletic dorm for all the football players, and the starting quarterback, and uh, Monty Deer was the quarterback, and Mike McClellan was the running back. They played guitars. They said, get your fiddle, we're going to have a jam session. That's cool. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So we did. He said, well, you got to come to school here. I said, I think you're right. Yeah, you're like, okay, sounds good. You had me at bring, me, bring your fiddle. Yeah, and so they, they did their homework. So they. That is good because one of my favorite all-time recruiting stories, it is my all-time favorite recruiting story, Barry Switzer. He was out recruiting somebody, I don't know who it was, and he said he knew when he goes to the house, his, the dad was going to ask, for a, ask him for a beer. And so he went the night before, went, got there early, went to the trash can and saw, and sure enough, the daddy comes out and goes, hey, Barry, you like a beer? He goes, only if it's a pearl. <laughs> yeah. And he went to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I heard that story, too. That's yeah. pretty good. But it helps. Just little things like that, you know, it makes a lot of difference. And, yeah. And when you're recruiting somebody, you know, just little things, that, especially with the parents. They, a lot of, most of them have Mamas. pretty good. Yeah, yes. exactly. They got to win mama over. Yeah, they have an influence on them. Now, you were in high school where? Caldwell, Kansas. That's right. So you're, you, your entire childhood was in Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that where our male and where I was born, and, but we lived on a farm in Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, like I said, people, both states claim me. Kansas <laughs> claims I'm from Oklahoma, and Oklahoma claims I'm from Kansas. Any, any serious interest in those uh, Kansas schools for college? Oh, yeah, KU, K-State, oh. you know, I mean, they were all, and all the smaller colleges, Wichita State, you know, all, all the junior colleges, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh State, Hayes, Fort Hayes, lots of them up there, you know. But I was mainly football, but I broke my thumb in my freshman year at OU and couldn't play the fiddle for six weeks. Ooh. My dad was always afraid I was going to mess up my hands and couldn't play. And that kind of got me thinking, and so... So the spring, I went up, the track team was out there, and I went out there and started throwing the javelin and 
and we had a freshman Big 8 javelin, I mean a track meet, and I won the freshman Big 8 javelin. And the uh, track coach said, forget football, just come over here and do the javelin. I said, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you don't get tackled. <laughs> so I know, There's not two days there either. <laughs> I know I'm going to make a living playing football. Yeah. Bud Wilkinson was the coach, and he was the athletic director, and we had to go in and talk to him about it. He was great about it. And I, I, I told him, I was kind of nervous, speaking of being nervous, I yeah. told him I was afraid to bring this up. I said, <laughs> I really just want to drop football and go over to track. Finally, I told him, and he goes, I told you when you came here, you can do anything you want. If I was athletic, you can play basketball, football. I said, basketball? I mean, I wasn't that good a basketball player, but he said, you, you can do all basketball, football, or track, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. But that was that was a good uh, good deal for me, you know, to be able to I had a lot more time for music then when I went over to track. Our uh, statistician, Aaron Ryburn, for today's production. Boomer Sooner, 1939. Oh. 39. 39. Yeah. Remember it well. No. <laughs> 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 Not quite. So the, um, the poster for Bluegrass Festival, saw it yeah. this week. So how many years of the festival? 23. This will be our 23rd year. Yeah. It's always exciting to, to see the When's it going to rain this year? October what? <laughs> it always feels yeah, like it no, rains no. in October. Not this year. I put the Chris chinks on it, don't worry. Yeah. Well done. It well just done. happened. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think it was a uh, year before last, uh, my son and I were, were in a tent on was either Thursday or Friday night. And it wasn't raining yet, but I saw it was going to rain. I was like, okay, we're, just gonna, we're, we're, we're still going to camp out. It's always tempting when you live you know, oh, sure. a few blocks away. <laughs> but we decided to go ahead and camp out. And like about an hour after bedtime, just a gigantic thunderstorm rolled in. And at that point, my son was like, we have to go home. We have to go home. I'm like, we're not going anywhere right now. It's, yeah, right. it's like 50 mile an hour winds. Yeah, uh, it was, the sides. Yeah, we're stuck right here. Uh, but the, uh, the campground at the Bluegrass Festival is always a pretty uh, a pretty special time oh, of yeah. year. All the people bring all their stuff. and. Yeah, I knew that before we had it, even started the festival here, the campground is very important for, mm-hmm. for a successful bluegrass festival. Mm-hmm. Because being at other festivals like that, that's what made it really, like Winfield, Kansas, or <coughs> some of the other <coughs> festivals around the country, campground is really important to have that. You had the campground from the beginning? Yes. Was it when you when you changed from having the the downtown yeah. venues to the campground venue? Did the campground explode at that point, or was the campground always? Oh, it, it got better. Yeah, okay. I mean, every year it got a little stronger because they knew it was right there. Yeah, I mean, it was just a little old one, town. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was just hard to get venues every year the same venues here, and I mean, it's just such sure. a nightmare yes. to have five or six different places and have to have sound systems and man- stage managers and blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, I mean. And then, then use the uh, baseball field over there as the main stage, and it was, uh, it was just. That's the first bluegrass I remember is at the baseball stadium, Willie mm-hmm. Nelson, with the yeah. big old bus parked out in front of the stadium. Right. That's the first. That's the my first memory. Got of pretty chilly that night. Yes, too. it did. I wasn't uh, here yet for that. The first one I went to was uh, Emma Lou Harris. Okay, that was uh, second one. Second year. Yeah. yeah. Vince and Ricky Skaggs and yeah. we had a huge first festival. That thing. Yes, <laughs> we had so. eight. International groups come in. Wow. We thought American Airlines was going to foot the bill for all their airfare, and it turned out that didn't work out. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) At the (laughs) invoice. 
but uh, anyway, it was it was really something. And, yeah. Who's playing this year? Michael Cleveland is going to be our headliner, and we got some new acts coming in. Probably you never heard of. Remember, maybe never heard of Michael Cleveland. He's a blind fiddle player that I've known since he's about eight or nine years old. He's just incredible hmm. in his band, and uh, so I'm going to feature the try to feature fiddle players. This, this year. We'll end up with a big finale of, of like a fiddle frolic or fiddle fest or whatever. Oh, awesome! But he's yeah, you want to hear him? Very cool. Yeah, he's really good. And his whole band's really good. Tickets on sale for those? Yes. Right through the yeah. website? Go to oibf.com. Or, uh, what's in the ticket company? Uh, Eventbrite. Ticket, Eventbrite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eventbrite. Uh, the, the early bird tickets are no longer available, but you can still get advanced ticket sales rather than wait until the festival starts. You mentioned a uh, great filler player, and the, the, the time we're taping this, uh, I saw Kyle Dillingham on Facebook this morning. I guess he's playing at the Grand Ole Opry mm -hmm. tonight. So that was, oh, tonight? Yeah, I think he goes on stage like... Well, he won't be tonight, unless he's... Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I thought he said tonight, but maybe... Who knows? Well, well Grand Ole Opry's on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Well, never mind. Aaron will cut that out. <laughs> but no, but he is... He was, in, he was on WSM radio this morning, and they were talking about maybe it's like the... Baby stage. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah, it's been yeah. some kind of special show yeah, there. Or something. I don't know. So. Yeah, cool. but he plays a lot here in Guthrie as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard that the uh, the early bird tickets sold really well this year. I, I, uh, Tom was saying that that uh, the first round. Yeah, they, it did pretty really well. Good year for the early bird stuff. But I like last year. It was just yeah. good. Yeah. I don't think we ever sell near enough early birds, but that's okay. Yeah. I think. Um, any more folks just kind of love waiting for the last minute, no matter what it is, a concert yeah. or, a, you know, yeah. a, um, bike well, races or whatever it is. Folks like to wait until, you know. You know look for the weather. Uh -huh. What's the weather going to do? It yeah. takes everybody, seem like. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, weather, weather in Oklahoma uh, makes planning any kind of outdoor yeah. uh, event just the most anxiety-inducing mm -hmm. uh, experience. I was in Stillwater over the weekend. They had a big event down there, and there was people coming in from other states that had never been here. And that's the day it got to like 105. I was like, it's normally not like this. If you can wait another day, it's going to be really nice the mm -hmm. next day. Yeah. But people probably got the wrong idea of Oklahoma just because of the uh, the weather. Sure, sure. So. I'll, I'll come back. Yeah. So if. Uh, if someone wants to get a ticket for Sunday, they can come by here to the shop and call you the, can. what's the phone number? 282-6646. Same number as always? Yes, yeah. same number as right. had for years. Right. Kept the number and uh, a lot of people are calling for sure. Good, good. But uh, yeah, we have quite a few left for Sunday. Oh. Sunday afternoon, two o'clock. Two o'clock, nice matinee show. Right. Yeah. Be out of there. But Perfect time to go to church. Get some lunch. Yep. Get a show. There you go. What a deal. <laughs> All right, so grab, grab a ticket for, for Sunday. Do you have uh, other dates lined up for the, uh, this summer? Yes. Uh, I don't have them right in front of me. The on next website, one will be a couple maybe? of weeks. Yes, it'll be another couple of weeks in August uh, 10th, I think. Or, I'm not sure. I think it's the 10th when we have our next one. Cool. All right, so and it's air-conditioned. We have air conditioning. Yes. So. What a deal. What a deal. <laughs> so you don't have to, and you don't have to climb the stairs yeah. anymore. Yeah. Those stairs were uh, were a, a trek up the Himalayan. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I used to weigh 250 pounds when I moved here. <laughs> but, but then I started climbing those stairs and that uh, kind of helped. Uh, uh, I didn't have to join a health club, see? Right, you saved but a lot of money. I don't know what I'm going to do now, so I don't have to climb stairs. <laughs> <laughs> join a health club, I guess. Yeah. Years, uh, <coughs> years, decades and decades ago, my grandpa had a, a radio show in Kennett, Missouri. And I found on that radio station, they had, on their website had some archives for just old, old time stuff. And a, a couple of the just little commercials that he did for his show were on the archive. And it was funny to listen to him uh, do like announcements and commercials and stuff mm -hmm. for, for concerts in the area. He would he would plug the air conditioning more than he would plug the actual artist playing for that <laughs> night. Yeah. He'd like friends. He would say cousins. He called everybody cousins. Yeah, okay. Like cousins, the air conditioning is so great over at the American Legion or whatever they were, they were playing. Yeah, that was a big deal yeah. back in those days. If you had an air conditioning place, I remember people talking about theaters here, like Bob Powell, you know, has all the theaters his dad had them, and he, they'd put ice back there yeah. behind the stage and both fans out so they'd cool people off. Very and it worked. Great, very creative, yeah. 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 I mean, that was a big thing. If you want to go ahead and cool off, I mean, a lot of people loved that. Oh, yeah. You know. Air conditioning is huge because Justin tells me, hey, we're going to be at this so-and-so place today or next week, and it's the downtown building. I'm like, it's 50-50 on air conditioning. I never know, but yeah. this is very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Byron, thanks so much for oh, having us pleasure. today. Oh, my pleasure. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting to see what you've got going on here. Excited to see oh, the thanks. shops and the, the music hall, and this is awesome. Great. Glad you enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Come see us. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Coming home, coming home.